isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. What is your favorite guilty pleasure movie? This is like definitely peak movie season, right? Because you're comfy on your couch, relaxing, chillaxing. Emphasis on the chill. Anyway, what is your favorite guilty pleasure movie? 651-641-1071. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show this Friday, January 21st. I'm Bradley. That's Colleen. Hello. And why are you asking, Colleen, what our guilty pleasure movies are? Because I just, it's such a, it's such an easy thing to access. Everybody has one. The thing that you might be ashamed to tell other people that you're super duper into. And my daughter and I were watching one last night and I was like, listen, I would not tell people in certain company that I love the Twilight franchise, but I love the Twilight. Oh, okay. So Twilight, the Twilight movies are your um, favorite guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. They're just like super over the top and i loved the dumb books and the movie is like equal parts stunning to watch and also super duper annoying and i love it yeah six five one six four one one oh seven one what is your favorite guilty pleasure movie we've got plenty of people on the phone waiting to share their guilty pleasure movies holly who's on the line let's start with jane hi jane okay jane what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie my favorite is Couples Retreat with Kristen Bell and Vince Vaughn, and there's a bunch of other well-known actors. Like, not a great movie, but it is one I can get sucked into every single time it's on TV. I've never what seen this it? movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. What is it about it that, oh like, my gosh. It you love? Four couples that have been friends for a while that all take a trip to kind of one of those Bora Bora resorts um, for... Uh, vacation and one couple convince them all to go because their marriage is not doing so well and it's this big like therapy couples retreat that they're all initially hesitant about and a bunch of funny things happen but it's just comedy feel good and but again not a great movie but it's the best at the same time i love it all right couples retreat 2009 comedy romance one hour 53 minutes thank you jane Holly, who else is on the line? Let's go to Carla. Carla's on the line. Hey, Carla, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Burlesque. Ooh, tell us why Burlesque is your favorite guilty pleasure movie. Well, first of all, I love Stanley Tucci in anything, and I particularly love Stanley Tucci when he's gay. And I love Cher, and it's it's just over the top. And Cam, who plays Jack, is really hot. And I would, I never tell my husband what I'm watching when he asks when I'm on the phone watching this. And he says, well, what are you watching? And I said, I can't tell you. And he says, well, <laughs> he has a list as to what those would be. But 
Anyway, burlesque. Oh, that's funny. All right. Sounds Delightful. like there's a little something for everybody in that one. Yeah, I've never watched burlesque. Carla, thank you so much for calling in. It's good to hear your voice. 651-641-1071. Carla's favorite was burlesque. We got a couple more people on the phone, Colleen. Who's on the uh, line, Holly? Candy. Candy's on the line. Candy, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Original Sin with Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie. I don't, so I don't know this one. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Angelina Jolie takes over the identity of a lady that's supposed to come and meet Antonio Banderas. And she's, like, <gasps> so hot. And it is sexy. It is so naughty. It is just so good. All right. Original, original Sin. I didn't know anything about okay, this movie. Okay, now I'm just... I'm just getting a list of movies I need to watch. Yeah, Because right. I've literally never seen any of these. No, I absolutely haven't either. Original Sin, definitely not seen it. Thanks for sharing that, Holly. We've got uh, one more person on the line. Yeah, Ashley is here. Ashley, maybe it's Ashley Judd calling to tell us uh, what her favorite film is. But if not, Ashley, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Hello? Hi. Hi. Yeah, my favorite guilty pleasure is um, Blazing Saddle. Oh, for oh, sure. that's so good. That's a classic. <laughs> I know. I love Mel Brooks. Any movies he does is great. And Gene Wilder is just so funny. I just love, I love all of it. So, Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, mentioning that throwback, Blazing Saddles. Um, yeah, I don't remember the last time I watched that. Oh, God. I The only t- thing I can remember about that movie is, of course, uh, the delightful Miss Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Um, I'm so tired. Anyway, uh, 651-641-1071 or Colleen, do you want to share with... Oh, wait, you already shared with us. Yours is the Twilight movies. I would say, you know, uh, there are so many, but when I think about the kinds of movies that people have shared, I think of The Heat with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. It's just one of those movies that you can pop in and it's delightfully entertaining. It doesn't need to be more than a good laugh. It is not a deep film. It is just a slapstick comedy with two hilarious ladies, both Sandy and and, uh, Melissa. I love it. Holly, do you have a guilty pleasure movie? Yeah, I like action movies from the late 80s and early 90s, one of them being Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Oh, it's so delightfully tacky. And the thing about a guilty pleasure movie, it has to be overwhelmingly mediocre for it to be a guilty yeah, pleasure. I agree. Because it can't be a camp classic. It can't be right. a, cult s- a cult classic. It has to be right. something that has been buried deep within basic cable that barely anyone remembers, but you still have fond memories like of it. Like Bikini Car Wash, maybe? Probably not. Is that a real movie? Yeah. I mean, well, I feel like that was a series of movies from the 80s that frequently would end up on uh, USA Up All Night. Oh, my word. Bikini Car Wash, etc. All right. When we come back, maybe we'll ask our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Oh, I what, bet he's got a handful. You know he does what his favorite guilty pleasure movies are. But he's also got the read on uh, the the rest of what we need to watch this weekend. Some stuff that's streaming in theaters, etc. We'll hear from Paul when we return right here on My Talk 1071. On your couch or in the theater this weekend. Good news. We've got somebody who can give you some great ideas here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071 as we ring in the two o'clock hour this beautiful Friday, January 21st. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hello. And joining us live is our fabulous friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies with his favorite films of 2021 this this week. Hi, Paul. Hello, great to be here. 
It's good to have you, Paul. And um, I see you got a top five movies list. Yes. Where do you want to start? Do you want to stop? Let's, let's start with number five. It's, we had some really great movie musicals this year, and my number five is West Side Story. It's now in theaters, and if you thought, I, I know West Side Story, I've seen it before, just go see it, and I think that you will fall in love with this material all over again. It's from Steven Spielberg. Tony Kushner wrote the screenplay, and you've got a phenomenal cast. Really bringing this story and making it as present and as vibrant as ever before. You know, when we first heard, Paul, that they were um, redoing West Side Story, I think I can speak for all of us when we sort of were like, why? Because it was just going to be, we thought it was going to be like a, a, a reimagining or a retelling of it, but it really is the same story with the same music, but it is so right. different. That's what we keep hearing. Yeah, I think that the choreography is stunning. They bring out just certain themes that I think before, when you think about West Side Story, you think about the love story. And that certainly is present in this movie between Tony and Maria, but it kind of digs at some really deeper themes. And you've got Rita Moreno. It's just another stunning performance from her. She's back. Arna DeBose is phenomenal as Anita. I can see her getting Best Supporting Actress this year, nomination, if not winning for that role. And it's just one that you want to, if you love dance, if you love theater, if you love musicals, don't miss out on this in a theater. And it's a reminder, too, like, when you just stick to the script and do the show, it can be stunning no matter when you do it. I mean, the same thing could be said about the tragedy of Macbeth. They really stick to the script, and they don't try to do too much with it, and it still rings so true today. Mm-hmm. An- another film that you need to see in the theater, and I, uh, you know, I'm sad that it's only number four in your list, but I totally understand. <laughs> um, is is a movie I thought was one of the best of the year. Frankly, it's only because it's one of the new- only movies of uh, 2021 that I watched. What's number four on your list of top five, Paul? Number four is Dune, and you could say part one, because we are going to get a part two in 2023, but this was Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of the classic Frank Herbert novel, and what he does with bringing this world to life in that world building that is kind of tricky for the story, it's vibrant, it's gorgeous, it is what going to a movie theater and that theatrical experience is all about. It's exquisite, and when you think about epics, you kind of, sometimes we think lately about Marvel or DC, and this is just surpasses that in a way that we don't get movies like this anymore in terms of production value, costumes. The score by Hans Zimmer is brilliant and a phenomenal cast as well. Okay, so is that is that one still in theaters right now, or is my only option to stream that? Only option is to stream it. I'm not sure if it's back on HBO Max. You know, they were doing the 30-day, but that was back in, like, October when it came out. So it might be back on HBO Max, and I'd have to look. But the Blu-ray 4K option is coming, um, is out now, too. So that is available. Awesome. What's number three on your list of top five movies for the year? Now, this may, people may not call this a movie, but I'm calling it a movie. And this is The Beatles' Get Back. This is the documentary on Disney+. Plus. It's that three-part, eight-hour look at the Beatles' Get Back sessions and how they had not been performing for a couple of years. And they were going to do this documentary, this concert, and this kind of backstage look, all this unseen footage of their, them kind of playing together again. And it's from Peter Jackson. And when you, you, if you, if you just maybe not even a big Beatles fan, watch it, and I think that you'll get a better and a different appreciation for just how genius the four of them were. And you really see the friendship and the camaraderie that they had together all these, you know, over the years.
There definitely is an intimacy to this one, and this one is on Disney Plus, right? Yes, yeah, and they're actually going to be showing the concert, which is like the final hour of the this on in IMAX theaters. I think on January thirtieth. So keep looking to theaters, your local IMAX theater, Rosedale or Southdale, and you can watch the the concert of this uh, on IMAX later this month. And uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies about his top five movies of 2021. And I will say, like, it's a testament to the amazing filmmaking talents of one Peter Jackson who put this film together that I've heard from countless people. And by countless, I mean, okay, a few in my own life that I (laughs) would not have expected to hear praiseworthy comments about a Beatles documentary from. Right. So his ability to kind of tell a story that seems like it might just have a a very... um, specific interests can be appreciated by all sorts of of um, individuals. Yeah, it's stunning. And it looks like it was just shot yesterday. The way that he restored all this footage does not look grainy or old-timey. It looks really vibrant and fresh. Absolutely. All right, what's number two on your list? Okay, another music documentary. I kind of have themes this year in my like top ten of the years. This other one is called Summer of Soul, or, wh- or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. This is now streaming on Hulu. And it's about the Harlem Cultural Festival in Harlem, New York, 1969. And it really was thought of as very similar to Woodstock. And everyone remembers Woodstock. But the history behind this has really been long forgotten. The footage of it has been kept in a vault. No one has really seen it. I and mean, Questlove found it and restored it and made this documentary about how people like Gladys Knight, Sly and the Family Stones, Mavis Staple, Venus Simone took took to the stage and really poured their hearts out about calling for peace and calling for change at this time. And it, when you are watching, you're like, oh, my God, this is why music, this is why documentary is so important. And this kind of black erasure that it really points out. And why has this footage been left to collect dust all these years later? You know, it's really stunning. Was this Questlove's first foray into filmmaking? Yes, I think it is. You know, I think we think of him as the band leader for The Roots or The Tonight Show, and all the right. puts out this documentary, like, oh, okay, I didn't know that was in you. Phenomenal. Yeah, and I hope we get to see more from him. And just like Peter Jackson, I will say, you know, somebody who's uh, who's in love with history, a story that's yet to be told, and is able to do it in a way that brings in a broad audience, is like deserves mad yeah. respect. And I will say, having I, I came to this, I have yet to see the film because, um, wow. for whatever reason, you know, there are just so many films I have yet to see this year that I want to. But I remember when I saw the trailer for this, thinking, oh, that's where that Nina Simone clip comes from. Because if you love Nina Simone, I- you will have seen her performance at the Harlem Cultural Festival, but, you know, to sort of open it up beyond just one performance and share this huge cultural moment that really we've been robbed of until Questlove shared it with us is pretty, it's it's pretty awesome. So I'm glad it made your list. It's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty stunning. I hope people get the chance to watch it and take a lot out of it. All right, Paul McGuire Grimes, what is your number one film of 2021? This is a movie that I can't stop talking about. It's on Apple TV Plus, and this is CODA. And this is a family story, and it stands for Child of Deaf Adults. It's about a high school girl named Ruby who is the sole interpreter for her deaf family. And as she is starting to find, you know, what she wants to do in life, she's debating about leaving home, leaving her city to go to college to pursue a career in music. But that means she's putting her family behind, and they, don't, they have a really hard time with that as they rely on her so much. 
And I haven't seen now this you, film yet. Have you had a chance to see it, Colleen? No, I have not. And and we, I feel like I can't remember why, but we just talked about it again within the last couple of weeks because somebody brought it up. Yeah, and, and you said talk, again, it was amazing. Like, feel good movies, maybe. Yeah, and I, I think when people watch it, you will be so moved by it, and it'll be so eye opening about what the deaf community goes through. And what I love too is that Marley Matlin was actually really adamant. She plays the mom in it about having deaf actors play deaf characters. You know, and it's Troy Kotzer is plays the dad, he, and it's fun. Like there's a lot of really funny moments. So you'll go from laughing to crying. Amelia Jones is the main central character. She's great, too. And then Daniel Durant is actually from Minnesota. He's the brother in the movie. And there's just some really, there's an interesting dynamic between the brother and the sister in this, too. Awesome. Hey, Paul, thank you so much for stopping by yet again this Friday to share this time your top five movies of 2021. I bet there's a YouTube video with those on your website, right? Yes, there is. Yeah, full top ten, two on YouTube. All right, are you going to be on Twin Cities Live? Absolutely. Streaming TV shows you may have missed. Awesome. Paul McGuire Grimes, Paul's trip to the movies.com. When we come back, it's dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Right here on My Talk 1071. Not going easy on the next three individuals here on the Colleen and Bradley show, because otherwise it wouldn't be a fun segment. Good afternoon and welcome back to Colleen and Bradley. I'm the Bradley. That's the Colleen. That's me. And it's time for those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. places like well basically like miami basically miami (laughs) like kind of miami but also on the way to london but then also all the way back to miami all right so we're going on a trip i'm fine with it i need to get someplace warm well you're not gonna because we're gonna go on an airplane and this would fall under the uh category of covidiot oh no so American Airlines Flight 38 with uh, service from Miami to London did not make it to its destination. Why, you ask? Why, I ask? Because of a lady who would not put a mask on her face. Oh, I feel like I know this lady. Oh, you do? Well, I mean, I feel like have uh, I feel like we've had many ladies lately who don't want to put on masks. Remember one beat yeah, up an this- old man? Yep, this lady keeps showing up on, and I don't know how. So, as you know, this is like federal regulation. You have to put oh, a mask yep, on, fully aware, on an airplane. And it's not that hard to understand. You just put it on your face. And then just shut your mouth. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can so, keep your mouth open, but just got to have a no, mask on it. Have a mask over it. It's all good. Okay, so check this out Miami to London. So, this is like people going international. You don't like oh, I'd love casually to go, go to London. London. Right. But you don't casually go to London. If you're going to London, that's like a trip. You're going on a trip. <laughs> a trip. Well, guess what? These people didn't make it to London. Oh, no. Because they had to turn this flight around because this one put a mask on. Oh. So all them people, 150. Nope, that's not it. That's not true. 129 passengers and 14 crew members. 
had to turn that damn flight around an hour and 48 minutes after it departed because this one lady wouldn't put her damn mask on. And guess what? They canceled the flight after that. So these people did not make it to London. Oh, my God. Rude. Right? Uh, There were no injuries to customers or to crew members. Just this one unruly lady who wouldn't put her damn mask on. I hope everybody else got booked on a new flight except for that dumb lady. Uh, Many people were not able to. Um, That's a bummer. Yeah. I would Uh, see that lady. American, right? American Airlines said, we thank our crew for their professionalism and apologize to our customers for the inconvenience. I'd be real mad. I just, I just don't have any patience now. I just don't have any patience. Welcome to the club. (laughs) If I mean, like flying is a privilege. It is not a right as far as I'm aware, right? Like you might have rights as a passenger on an airplane because there's like that whole passenger's rights thing. But my -hmm. point is it's an incredible privilege to be able to fly. And um, because of that, with great privilege comes great responsibility. And put your damn mask on because I don't got time for this. If you got an issue with the mask policy... Do not take it out on the airline. Take it out on the federal government. And frankly, take it out on the president of the United States because it's the president and the federal government who put that into effect. So don't take it out on a bunch of people who are just trying to get to London on their foo-foo fancy getaway, which we've all been trying to get a foo-foo fancy getaway since 2020. Thank you. (sighs) Also, just like to the casual people who... um, Try to get around the mask regulations in creative ways on airplanes. Stop that, too. Please, thanks. Yeah, yeah no thongs over your face. <laughs> yeah, that oh. guy, he did, well, he didn't get away with that. <laughs> or even just, I was I was recently on a flight where the people in front of me would just pull their mask up whenever a flight attendant was walking by. And I was like, okay. Oh, my favorite was, we know, I, we know everything about you people. I was next to somebody once who was like, they took that thing literally where they're like, you, you can take your mask off if you're eating or drinking. They literally so they ate, ate and drank <laughs> the entire flight. And I'm not even joking. Oh, I was gosh. like, I okay. And it's not like I'm afraid like they're, you know, well, whatever. I just, I'm like, you're just being mean to everybody else on this flight who's following the rules. Yeah. Or not even mean. You're just being a jerk. And just don't be a jerk. That's my motto in life. I'm going to put that on my tombstone. Uh, but before I go, because I'm not dead yet, mm, I want to tell you. Huh? I said, mm, pizza. P- pizza? <laughs> what do you want on your tombstone? Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> I see what you did there. Frozen pizza. No, this is another story about somebody who's just trying to get away on a foo-foo fancy trip. And she kind of succeeded, uh, but not for very long. So I want to tell you about a Connecticut teacher who's named Carrie Kaviaska. And you can imagine that Carrie as a teacher is just like, I gotta get away. I And she deserves it. Right? And she had a boyfriend, oof. and they went on a fun, warm-ass trip to Florida. Mm. It was nice and warm. They were uh, taking a three-day trip to the Sunshine State. Now, this was all the way back in late November. And, you know, I don't know if you remember late November. Heading to Florida probably seemed like a good idea, right? So she did. With her husband. There's one problem. Um, it wasn't it was somebody else's husband that she was going on. <laughs> no, that's with? a good guess, Oops. though. No, in fact, she and her boyfriend went on a three day trip to Florida without her children. Now, oh, no. That's not a problem if these are adult children. They're not, though. They're not. 
their minor children. She left her minor children at home and told them to do the following. Hey, kids, mama's going to go on a trip and I'm going to need you to stay quiet, out of sight and in the basement. And the kids rightfully said, who were, by the way, ages nine and 11, what are we going to eat for food, mommy? And she said, here's some candy. And so she left candy for the children to eat. Well, now, she might have would have gotten away with it, too, if those kids had stayed out of sight. The problem is, uh, one of them, well, uh, was like, hey, aren't we going to go to school? And she's like, no, you're going to stay in the basement and eat candy. Mm -mm. And then one of the kids said, "Um, I got to go to the bathroom. And it was when they went up when they went to go upstairs, somebody saw that they were at home and therefore discovered that the children had been left home alone. Oh my word. You know, can you imagine? This lady's a teacher? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. not for long. Well, you think? Um, one of the kids was like, can I pee? She said, quick, but no lights. Uh, another kid said, I'm sad. I put my batteries upstairs and she said, you can run up super fast, but stay low. So nobody sees you. Oh my my gosh. What's going to happen to her? Well, it looks like she is currently free on $5,000 bond in Mm -hmm. advance of a January 25th superior court hearing in which, um, you know, she is going to be in big trouble. I'm just looking to see what she was charged with, and I can't see any actual charges, but I'm assuming, like, child endangerment was probably one of them. But, like, who in their right mind? Nine and 11. Would you leave your nine and 11-year-old children at home alone? You guys, I have a 15-year-old and two 12-year-olds, and I have a hard time leaving them home alone because I think that they're going to probably, like burn the house down so you're not going to go to florida and just tell them to eat uh, candy no, no i'll barely go to a <laughs> as restaurant much as that down the sounds road. exciting to you like i yes. just want to leave my kids home and tell them to eat candy oh no way absolutely not Ugh. all right so from <sighs> florida uh where are we headed next so next we are going to go to um oh now i can't remember where we were in this one um, I believe that we are going to, I don't know, Broadtop. Where's Broadtop? Pennsylvania. Okay, so this guy, his name is 40, he's, his name is not 43-year-old. His name is Benjamin Simmons. <laughs> Hi, he is 43. Old. <laughs> he's 43. Um, okay, so here's, here's how this worked. And there's, you have to go on a journey here because there's like, there's a couple twists and turns. All right. So 43-year-old Benjamin Simmons of Broadtop. Uh, so investigators had gotten a, had gotten a clue that this guy was a meth dealer. Mm. So they were like, okay, how do you catch a meth dealer? Will you set up a rendezvous to pretend to buy meth from them? And then you go, oh, you were selling meth and then you arrest them. Right. So investigators had a plan to meet up with this guy and do this like meth exchange. And the guy was like, got, the guy got word that there were cops in the area where he was supposed to do this meth exchange with the people who he didn't know were cops. So he changed the, he changed the location. And as he was on his way to that location, he was being pursued uh, or he, he, he got the impression that there were cops after him. So he stopped his damn car and started 
tossing his meth over a bridge. Because mm. when there's a cop behind you, yeah, the smart thing to do is ditch the meth. Yeah. But guess what happened? He there was a cop behind him. Yeah. And the cop him. saw him getting rid of the meth. Like, I can see you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, he hopped back in his car, and then a high-speed chase ensued, and a trooper was able to immobilize his vehicle, and uh, he resisted arrest, but don't worry, they got him, and now he's being held in Huntington County Prison in lieu of 250000 dollars. Yeah, no, poor guy. It's not... So, meth in the car, meth on the road. too bad he didn't have a toilet in the car. It was a big meth, huh? See what Too bad he didn't have a toilet in the car. Yeah, because usually, like, I I feel like usually people try to flush their drugs down the toilet oh. when the cops are on in hot pursuit. True. But if he had had also, like I just a toilet in his car, be, I just think it would be handy to have toilets in cars. Would it though? I don't know for long car trips. Yeah, except then nice. when you drive by and look at people, you don't know if they're taking a you know. That's true. I think you make a number one only rule in your car. I think a lot of people already do make a number one only rule in the car. I think you have to like park and get out to do a number two. I don't know that many people pull a number two in their vehicle. <laughs> Although I'm sure that's happened before. In fact, I remember a set that Margaret Cho used to do wherein she talked about um, being stuck in L.A. traffic and literally just letting it loose in oof, her vehicle. Oof, oof. Because she had such bad gastrointestinal problems oh. mm -hmm. also it makes it just makes me think of that astronaut remember the astronaut that drove across country with her depends oh god yeah wasn't that like a murder thing wasn't she trying to kill somebody yeah she was trying to kill her uh i think was it her husband or her husband's i thought it was like a, mistress her husband's mistress or, or it was just a woman that like her husband is was there dating? a movie about that yet? I feel like there should be a movie about there that there was a movie with Natalie Portman and i think that movie was inspired by that story loosely okay. yeah uh, very loosely speaking of loose when we come back we're going to be footloose and fancy free as we play our favorite game of the day on the colleen and bradley show it's called the throw back live we'll do it right here on my talk 1071